This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. In alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillalah wa man yudlil falahadiyalah. وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرًا ونذيرًا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله أسيكم نفسي بتقوى الله وصية الأولين والآخرين إن الله مع الذين اتقوا والذين هم محسنون Brothers and sisters, I start by praising Allah Almighty and sending blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم إخواني في الله It's extremely important that we as Muslims educate ourselves with regards to our religion, the rights and the wrongs, the do's and the don'ts, and to understand why certain things are allowed and others are haram. It's extremely important that we educate ourselves with regards to the matters of our religion. The Prophet ﷺ Seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every believer. And it's extremely important that you know especially the things that sometimes might be caused be a cause of doubt. Something that you're not sure of, you need to educate yourself on it to become sure of it. Today, inshallah ta'ala, what I want to speak about, because it's, uh, it's going to be Easter soon, or it's, uh, I believe it's Good Friday and then Easter, and we have something called the uh, religious holidays or religious festivals, and we as Muslims have our own religious festivals. But we have festivals in general as well, some that are secular. What is the ruling of us in partaking in those festivals. Are we allowed to celebrate stuff like Christmas and Easter and Valentine's Day? And what about festivals that have nothing to do with religion, right? Let's say there is a day of independence or there is such an, or like in some places they have. What about those? So it's extremely important that you know what Islam says about this, what our scholars said about this, what the Prophet wasallam said about this, right? These things are nothing new. They existed during the time of the Prophet wasallam. Now, inshallah ta'ala, what's the first thing that we have to understand is when we want to understand a term, we call it Eid. What does Eid mean, right? We have two Eids, Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. Alhamdulillah, tabarakallah, Ramadan is near. And I hope that we reach Ramadan healthy and sound and in a state of Iman so that we can benefit from it. And after Ramadan, we will have our Eid, Eid al-Fitr. And then you have Eid al-Adha. These two Eids are from our religion. They are ours. The Prophet ﷺ used to emphasize that quite often. He used to say, هَذَا عِيدُنَا This is our Eid. This is our Eid, he used to say, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And that was emphasized. دَعْهُمْ أَبَا بَكَرْ فَإِنَّ هَذَا الْيَوْمْ عِيدُنَا When Abu Bakr 
reprimanded some people that were playing and he said, leave them, O Abu Bakr, the Prophet this is our Eid. And there was a special emphasis that we give importance, more importance than any other day to our Eids. And one of the problems that we see with our children is sometimes they will regard other celebrations as a bigger deal than the Eid. And this is something that we have to remedy. The day of Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha should be the day your children look forward to the most. It should be something that everyone knows this is our day. And we are highly encouraged to celebrate and to show our happiness that we, alhamdulillah, finished Ramadan, hoping that Allah accepts our worship. Similarly, with Eid al-Adha, Hajj is finished and we ask Allah to accept our Hajj or those who went Hajj and Allah to forgive us and to shower us with His blessings. This is the believer's way. But then... What we live in a globalized world, we come into contact with other people, other cultures, and they have their own celebrations and their own festivals, many of them that are religious. What do you do with those? What you have to understand first and foremost is the word Eid means something that is recurring. It comes from Aud. It's something that comes over and over again. It is a recurring thing. This is why our two Eids, are they not recurring? Yes, they happen every year. They happen every day. This is what it means. And the Prophet ﷺ said, and uh, many often you'll find a hadith that mentions the Prophet referring to these types of Eids. There was one companion that came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, Ya Rasulullah, I made an oath to Allah that I will sacrifice a camel in Buwana. Buwana was a place. And some scholars say it was a place where there were many poor, poor people and he made an oath that he was going to sacrifice a camel and distribute the meat. The Prophet ﷺ said, was there in Buwana, in this place that you want to sacrifice a camel and you made that oath to Allah, was there a idol that they used to worship before? Now during this time there is no idol, but the Prophet is saying, did there used to be an idol that used to be worshipped there? And he said, لا يا رسول الله, no there wasn't. Then the Prophet said to him, وَهَلْ كَانَ فِيهَا عِيدٌ مِنْ أَعْيَادِ الْمُشْرِكِينَ وَأَعْيَادِ الْجَاهِلِيَةِ Was there a, a Eid from amongst the Eid of the Jahiliyyah? The Eid of the idol worshippers. Did they have a festival that they used to do there? Did they used to go there? Was there a tradition that they used to go there and do? He said, no. Then the Prophet said, if that's the case, then then fulfill your vow. You can go and slaughter the camel. But what if he said, yes. The Prophet said, there is no fulfilling of a vow that involves a sin. Meaning what? To go to a place where a festival used to, used to happen. To go to a place where they used to worship other than Allah, and then you go and you slaughter a camel, it is almost as if you are reviving that tradition, giving importance to that place where they used to worship other than Allah, and that is something we are not allowed to do. The Prophet said to him, go and do it, since you answered no to both questions. And there is a benefit there. So the Prophet is saying, even to sacrifice a camel and to distribute the meat to the people, which is something that is an act of worship to Allah, something good, to do it in a place where there once was a festival held is wrong. This is how we want to remove ourselves from anything that has to do with idol worship, shirk, and disbelief. Be far away from it. What about the one that wants to partake in it? What about the one that wants to revive it? What about the one that likes it? This is the case, ikhwani fillah, with regards to festivals that are religious in nature, whether they are pagan, Christian, doesn't matter. If they are religious in nature, we stay away from them because the only religion we accept, we uphold, we act upon is the religion of Islam. So the moment you find out that, for example, uh, Valentine's Day has pagan roots, you're done with it. No. The moment you find out that Christmas is about uh, deifying Isa alayhi salam, 
No. Done. We're not going to partake in it. Similarly, with Easter, celebrating the, the supposed resurrection of Isa alayhi salam, do we believe he is resurrected? Of course not. He wasn't even killed. They did not kill him, nor did they crucify him, but it was made to appear like that, like Allah said in Surah An-Nisa. So, when it comes to religious festivals, what do we say? We don't partake in them. The Prophet prohibited it. We have Isa in our own faith, in our own religion, and Allah gave us two better ones. Our two Eids. And we should give importance to those. This is how we should um, treat or act with regards to religious festivals that are not from Islam. Tayyib. What if they are not religious then? What if they are secular festivals? What if it doesn't have any religious connotations to begin with? What do you do then? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he came to Medina, we know he, he migrated from Mecca and he went to Medina sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And when he came to the Ansar, those who accepted Islam, those who uh, gave the, him the, the, the city and, and brought him to, over to Medina when the Meccans were prosecuting the believers, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sallam, alayhim, the Prophet saw them getting ready for a celebration. He saw them getting ready for a communal festival. And he asked them, ma al-yawm? What is this day about? And they said, this is a day that we used to have as a festival. And we used to come out and they mentioned the day. They had a cultural festival. The Prophet ﷺ said to them, Allah has replaced that with two better days. Allah has replaced those with two better days. Referring to what? To the Eid. So what did the Prophet abolish here? He abolished their own cultural festival and said, no, now you're Muslims. Now you have the two Eids. Did they argue back? Ya Rasulullah, this is our culture. No, can we have both? What's wrong with them? They, they heard and they obeyed. And this is what we should do as well. And this is where the scholars derive from a rule, a very important rule. The Prophet is saying to them, do away with your cultural festivals that you come together because now you have Eid al-Adha and Eid al-Fitr. It shows you that the matter of festivals, the matter of Eids is not a cultural thing anymore. It is a religious thing. So this is why our scholars derived a rule. They said, Al-A'yad tawqifiyya or Al-Asl fil-A'yad Eids are acts of worship to us. Communal festivals that we come together to us as Muslims are an act of worship. Can we innovate new acts of worship? We cannot. Can we have a third Eid? We cannot. So because a day where we come all together and we celebrate as a community and have a festival and do that recurring, a recurring thing, remember I said it has to be recurring, then that is not allowed because that is from the realm of worship, not culture anymore, because the Prophet said so. And the Prophet ﷺ didn't celebrate anything else. And this is why when someone brings us a festival that is non-religious, we'll say, is it recurring? If, if it takes that box, is it from Islam? No, it isn't. Sorry. Because to us, we only celebrate, we only come together to these two Eids. Now, is that limiting? Of course it's not limiting. You can have a, give your children gifts whenever you want, have, have uh, events, just because the, the, it is, the problem is when, you, when it recurs every day. Imagine we had a third, as a community we decided here in Birmingham, we're going to have a third Eid, a third festival. And we say every day, every year, the 4th of March, we're going to come together, we're going to have a huge festival every year, and we make a big deal out of it, and all the mosques come together. Wouldn't that look like an Eid? Why are we doing this? And someone, why? No, we just want to have fun. But what you're doing is, you're putting this day now on the same level as the two Eids. And we don't want to do that. 
We don't want to do that. This is, the, this is why we avoid these things. Allah gave us Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha. We celebrate that. This is our day. Teach that to your children. Make that a part of your life. The day you look forward to, the day you mark in your calendar, more so than any other day, let it be these two Eids. We want our children to be saying, is it Eid yet? Right? Rather than all the other things. And it's important that we understand this. إِخْوَانِ فِي اللَّهِ أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَارِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ ذَنْبٍ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله إخواني في الله What we just understood now, alhamdulillah, is that the concept of Eid for Muslims is quite different. That the Prophet taught us that first and foremost, that we have only two Eids. And that is what we sanctify, celebrate as a festival, as a community, and nothing else should compare to it or come near it. We understood how the Prophet ﷺ taught the Ansar, although they had their own cultural festival, he said, Allah has given you two better days. This is how we should, uh, and we also spoke about the concept of if, if they have religious connotations, that we should stay away from them for two reasons. One, because we are not supposed to partake, celebrate, or engage in anything that is non-Islamic, right? We cannot be seen celebrating the deification of Jesus alayhi salam nor can we be celebrating his supposed resurrection we don't even believe in that that is kufr and disbelief we do not believe in that it goes against our religion so we shouldn't be celebrating in that and that goes the same thing for Halloween which is again a pagan festival that is um, <coughs> rooted in devil worship we cannot be seen near that we cannot be celebrating that and you understand that so religious festivals we understood and then we talked about something that's cultural or just secular or, and then even that we said we shouldn't which is why many of scholars have said the concept of independence day for example a country celebrating independence day and making it a bigger, as, big, as big of a deal as the actual Eid is incorrect and they say if, if this was allowed why did the prophet not celebrate the conquest of Mecca was there a greater independence day than that when the Muslims were emancipated from the worship of idols and they started worshipping Allah and Mecca became Darul Islam again? Did the Prophet make that a celebrated day? Did he commemorate that? No, he didn't. So, this is what we should do. And always remember the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, that he said, Man Now this hadith, whoever imitates a people, they are among them. This hadith, a lot of times it's used and it should be used to warn us that to not imitate other faiths when we are Muslims, you shouldn't do this. Because the Prophet is saying, whoever you imitate, you will be with them. You will be resurrected with them. So you don't want to do that. But we shouldn't only look at this hadith as a negative thing. Because the Prophet said, whoever imitates the people will be among them. We should also try and imitate the Prophet and the companions and the righteous and pious people. And this is what you want to do. This is what you should do. This is what you should strive towards. So don't look at this hadith. Whenever you hear it, whoever imitates a people, he is among them as, okay, no, no, this imam again talking about don't imitate the disbelievers. No, imitate the believers. Imitate the prophets. Imitate the righteous people. This is what you should do. And the prophet did warn us of falling into the same mistake as the people that came before us, the people of the book, the Yehud and the Nasara. When he said, When he said, you will follow the footsteps of those who came before you. And, then the, and this was in a negative way. And we know this, we've seen this. Do you think that Valentine's Day was a, always a Christian tradition? No, it wasn't. It was a, actually a pagan thing that they adopted. And now we have Muslims saying, you know what, let's just do it. The Prophet said, you will follow them just like you will do the same mistake they did. They, they, they celebrate the birthday of Jesus, alayhi salam. Let's celebrate the birthday of the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Come on, they're doing it. Let's do it as well. You will follow the sunnahs and the ways of those that came before you. The Prophet was asked, Ya Rasulullah, who are these? Are they the Yehud and the Nasara? And he said, Faman, who else? 
And this is the Prophet warning us, don't fall into their mistakes because the mistakes they fell into led them to becoming astray and earning the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah to forgive our sins. And to make us of those that follow the sunnah, to make us of those that follow the Prophet, to, to make us among those that hear and obey. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar. ربنا آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها مولاها اللهم لا تفارق جمعنا هذا إلا بذنب مغفور وسعي مشكور وعمل متقبل مبرور اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides. Please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.